This podcast is a production of Digital and Creative Media Works. To help support us, head to dcm.works to find links to our other show notes, Patreon, and merch. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpha Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David, DCM, Creative Director, Lee Writer, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Ben. Hi. And today's special guest, Laura. Hello. And Crookshanks, who just left who the just frame. left. Um, <laughs> thank God, because he shed on me like a mofo. <laughs> um, it's late, so it's going to be low energy, but I'm bringing the intensity. I got the heat. I got the fire. I got the, the podcast juice. How, how long are you going to keep How long is this going to last? Yeah. Five minutes tops, I estimate at this point. Yeah. We've got our notes written. We're hot to trot. We're ready to go. Because this week, we are going to talk about the noise of Blade Runner 2049. Every civilization was built off the back of a disposable workforce. But I can only make so many. That's a very you interesting title, David. Wrong. I spent it says it says nosy. It says nosy. <laughs> um now as promised, last week we, we watched the original Blade Runner and I said that we were gonna do a follow-up and, and we, we didn't lie this, to you. This is the follow-up. This is that one. This you is haven't, that one. You haven't misread your podcast application. We are doing another Blade Runner film. It's Blade Runner 2.0. Um, 2.049. 2.049. That's at least that's nearly three. That's nearly half of that's nearly two and a half Blade Runners. And basically what, what we kind of were thinking of it's doing... It's nowhere near two and a half, but okay. Two po- oh my god, it's not. I know how math <laughs> is. It's basically two. Yeah, so one of the things that characterized the first Blade Runner film pretty heavily was like the way they use sound and noise. And we talked about that last week with like the nuance of how they implemented that stuff and kind of the revolutionary design of combining sound and visuals and music and like foley to this one kind of conglomeration of like noisy, messy, cool stuff that happened. Like, and, yeah, you know, you, they you, they want to go af- through and do that. They weren't afraid of taking elements of the world and throwing it into the soundtrack just because. And then it vice would, versa. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, and um, it f- and it feels like what you hear is what the characters might be hearing. He- yeah, but then sometimes not because where's the music coming from? And then in other scenes, you're like, oh, this is just the soundtrack. But then there's actually music playing, and I think that comes from the claustrophobia of particularly the cities where there could be music playing at any time because there's, you know, big billboards. Yeah, and there's, and there's also know. just, like, noises of things because the, right. the cities are so dense that it's just like, yeah, yeah there's probably noises going on all yeah, hours of the night. But at some point, there was things that's, like, happening to the characters where, oh, it's a really intense moment for him, like, um, finding this... Um, uh, spoilers, I guess. Oh, as always, it's the name the, of the thing is in the title of the yeah, episode, spoilers, spoilers for the Thing. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, so when he's finding the little, like, um, wooden, f- like, horse thing, and it gets really noisy oh my he's God. freaking out. That's wild. Oh, yeah. That is such- that is one of the slowest, most beautiful shots I've seen in a long time. It just like, keeps the going. To that. You're yeah. like, oh my God. And it keeps getting louder, too, which I was like, <laughs> I didn't expect it to, but then as it kept getting louder, I was like, I got more and more stressed I, for him. You know I what was, I mean? I was so on board. I think the moment the film started, and it's just- loud and i was oh, like yes it's hot to trot man i was like and absolutely the minute i saw gozo in that coat i was like <laughs> yes please uh, sign me up he was handsome in this film but i will say this ab- about like the costume design is especially because we talked about it we were joking about it on the way to the car yeah but 
the clothes in this, it kind of has that vibe of like, you're kind of like Firefly alien. We talked about it last week, but there is this element of, it seems like the clothes people wear in this world are like the only set of clothes they own because they, because <laughs> they own them specifically because they're great for the weather they live in. I think that, you know, the, the clothes in this, well, the costumes, I'm going to call them costumes because they're not really clothes. The costume in this, in this film seem like a, so this film was set 30 years after the first film. So this first film was in 2019. Yeah. And this is 2049. Uh-huh. So, and the, the kind of clothing they're wearing, if you look at the, the clothing in uh, the first Blade Runner, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like eighties kind of like Ziggy Stardust. There is a lot of that spandex. There's some David Bowie. Yeah. Shit there's there. some Bowie <laughs> shit going yeah. on. And if you, if you, if you consider that being the 80s and you add the 30 years to what we essentially Makes have sense. now, you get 2049, which, you know, all of the, the costumes are all a bit more modernized. People are wearing actual raincoats, not just see-through pieces of plastic, although <laughs> there is there is one in, in the film. Uh, yes. the, the weird hologram does wear it once. It um, is, and she kind of, it's a weird, I'll say this about like the costume design yeah. of her. Um yeah. There was this really interesting thing they did, and we'll kind of we'll, we'll pivot back to it at when we get when we get to talking about the parallels with the holograms and stuff. But one of the things that I thought was interesting: don't you dare sit on that chair. I was talking to the cat, not to you, good listener. I mean, um, don't sit on that chair. Stop. Also, stop it. Stand up. It's better for your health if you stand up. Apparently, apparently, if you stand up two hours a day, you're likely to live some amount longer. Yeah. There's some figure that was not a useful statistic for anyone. Thanks, David. Um, that was just a vagueism that I thought was a yeah. fact. Um, oh. he's getting on my chair. But- Son of a bitch. You're going to have a very hairy chair. It's fine. I'll just burn everything in this room. Yep. Um, this couch is covered in hair. I've, I've done up my shirt to protect my black shirt that I'm wearing underneath. It's not helping. It's going to permeate through. It's, it's going uh, <laughs> to seep through the layers. Yeah. Um, but something that I wanted to touch on a bit with the holographic girlfriend stuff is it's obviously like, a, you know, they use it First as- of all, weird. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, that's I was kind of, I was, it took it was, me a while to. The, the I was like, effect mm. they used was so so jarring. Super, really yeah. interesting, but like even like with that, um, it was so interesting how they sort of they committed to it a hundred percent. Where like, yeah, it wasn't a from gimmick. The first, yeah, like instant that he's like interacting with her, he's so careful not to collide with her. Um, you can tell it's very conscious, right? Because it breaks the illusion, right? Yeah. And do, do you think that that, because obviously acting as the gozo is easy because she's a real person in the room who he just has to not touch. Um, no, I actually, oh, okay. I, I have wow. reason to me? believe that it was purposefully filmed separately and composited in green screen to get mm. the effect. Do you know how like whenever you yeah. have like the Garfield film, right? The, it always looked like they were interacting with just like a hologram because that's what CG looked like. I feel, I don't. I put I base this on no actual fact, but at the same time they are clipping through each other a bit. So there, yeah, so this there, is a classic were, apparatus. Fact. No zero research, but there, <laughs> there were scenes where like they they were so weirdly composited. And they it, were weirdly it, like going through each other. Yeah, and it looked like, like it was never perfect. It was always yeah, like, which works purposefully. Like yeah, not perfect. That is I hadn't really thought about that, but that is a very clever way of showing you that like this technology is this kind of is imperfect as the world it's in, right? Yeah. Like, this isn't- This is, like, your consumer brand hologram, which, if that was the world we lived in, that's also, what we would get. how does a stick make the hologram be able to go anywhere? It's like a flash drive, dog. It's like a flash drive. <laughs> you, like don't a flash about, drive you don't know about USBs? That can project arbitrary 
uh, holograms at any angle without it's a tether fucking point. fucking magic. They made people, dude. Come <laughs> on. They got flying cars and the, they built giant dams to keep out the rising sea levels. You don't think I thought they that was do- cool. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that, that in a really second. Cool. Yeah, yeah the rising oh, sea levels. So cool. I don't know anything about this film. Okay? No, this, no, it's not even no, in the first one. This is new in this film. Yeah. It's, it's just like a lot of that stuff you contextually are like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, you know. I, I thought one of the really interesting things with That's this. why it's raining all the time because um, the climate like, change. So like yeah. the first shot of the film being like just a massive shot of an eye and I'm like, what the hell does this That's... have to do with anything? So I f- yeah, this um, film, especially the open, well, <laughs> this film does really interesting things if you've seen the first one. So the opening... Wait, the, I want to hear, I wanna hear the cold first. And okay, we'll, yeah. all right, we'll go cold. Yeah, but like, I was like, what's the... So, the thing is, is, I was like, okay, so eyes are obviously sort of important in this universe for some Yes, they're reason. important in the universe, not important in this film, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then, like, yeah. you sort of get into, like, the first sequence with... Okay. Um, uh, Wait, what's the first sequence? It's where isn't the farmers? He, he yeah, because so Kay's, Kay's going yeah. out and he's going to take he's take, take down Dave Batista. Yeah. Dave Batista, <laughs> he's getting Drax. He's yeah. getting Drax. Um, yeah. And like he does the thing where he scans the eye and then he takes the eye when he's done. Yes. Yeah. And then and they don't explain anything. <laughs> no. But, Were you able to? But like you some can dots? you can extrapolate like okay, so they use the eyes to identify them. Yeah. And yeah. That's sort of really important. Yeah. And then they do a really cool thing, which I thought, which is, I think, why you were going to go, and I don't want to yeah. like put words in your mouth, which I'm going to do it anyway. You're going to. Um, because I have no respect for you as a human, apparently. <laughs> but um, for the artistic integrity of the show, I'm going to bull ahead, and then, then you can correct me. Um, I thought it was cool that they kind of fixed the eye thing pretty quickly, where they were like, he's got a handheld scanner, and then he uses it once, and then he just, he, like, he's good enough at his job, he knows who's a replicant. Well, you know. So, yeah, the the opening text scroll sort of, it does an interesting thing where it it describes very briefly the mm-hmm. the setting of the first film and then sort of reintroduces this new setting where you sort of slowly realize that instead of the first film where everyone is human yep. except a few renegade replicants, in this film- Everyone's a replicant. Everyone's a replicant. Except for a few humans. Yes. Most people are rep- like there's there's what one confirmed human in this film? Uh the sergeant. The police sergeant. She's no, like the two, and also the lab assistant. The more oh, yeah, the yeah, guy at the mortuary. Human. I yeah. thought he was also <clears throat> replicant. He's not confirmed human. Uh well he was talking th- no, he was talking down to yeah, the he, he replicants. He, he called like them skinners or whatever yeah. he called them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then also all the other all the humans were living in poverty in yeah, um, Kay's apartment yeah. B- building, and they all of. hated him. Yeah, they which- were vaping. They were vaping. <laughs> there it is. We saw future vapes. Yeah, future oh, vapes. Anytime there's future you. vapes in the films, I get jazzed I, as hell because vapes ain't going away, baby. They're nah. coming back in a big way. They're, they're sticking around. Jake um, Paul, he said vapes. They're coming back, and they have. Vapes are coming. Oh um, is it Logan or Jake that did that? Is uh, Jake even one of them? I don't them? think it matters. Yeah, Jake doesn't matter. Right. It's the same meme. Um, um so yes. I, another, and this is actually. We'll talk about this when Laura talks about the females in this film. Okay, well um, then, can I pivot from that pivot. initial scene to then something that I kind of oh, thought was? Do you want clever? me to explain the eyes? The eyes are important. Yeah, yeah so it. the eyes are important in the first film, basically, just because it's it's the only way to really detect a replicant um, is to the well. It's interesting. So the the tests that they do to test for replicants in the first film are like really long winded, and they require like direct eye contact and a really clunky machine that has to like look on their eye to notice like sort of subtle differences. Um, and 
it's the same kind of test as the PTSD test that he takes right. in this film. So the one where he's just sitting in front of the thing and they're just giving him questions and he just yeah. has to respond. Um, it's a similar kind of test, which I, I thought was really interesting because it's like 30 years on the technology has improved to the point where, you know, the 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 questioning is more streamlined. It's, it's instant. It's checking about hesitation, not about... Because cause I, th- I think I thought the really cool they thing. They like a camera trained on his neck as well. Yeah. yeah, so they were checking for like emotional response. But the cool thing was the hesitation was what tipped them off to the fact that there was an issue with his program or his 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 emotional uh, dampeners, whatever that the, the, the whatever they call that in the first film. The reason you know there's something wrong isn't because he's like you know in the first film there's that really elaborate thing of like you come across a turtle in a desert and then you know. But in, in this one, in this one, it's, it's like very dumb. In this one, it's emotionally triggering phrase, then repeat a word. Yeah. If you hesitate on repeating the word, then they, it, you know, it means you're lingering on it, the, yeah, because you're trying to decide. You, you, you got an emotional, res- you know, when, when, when the phrase, um, one of them was like, are you like, you feel like, you feel like you're alone in the world, or some version of that, and I like felt myself have like an emotional response to that, <laughs> and then the next one was like, um, you know, the feeling of being touched by someone you love, and I was like, oh, another emotional response, and then you get the idea very quickly because you kind of you're sitting in the same test ostensibly. Because the first scene you get is the yeah. full length of it. So I was like, oh, I understand how this works because I'm going through it as well. Which is a clever way of like showing, not telling without... It's it's like doing, not showing. It's weird. <laughs> it's like letting the audience take part. Which is something that this... The, like via proxy. Which, you know, the first film did fantastically. And this one does, a, you know, excellent, an excellent job as well. You know, we talked about the, the dam that, you know, they built to keep out the rising, you know, sea levels. No one says that in the film. Yeah. We just worked it out because we were like, okay, well, it, you know, it's the future. Uh, there's a big giant wall. There's water. Everywhere. I it's think, raining yeah. all the time. You can kind of... There's, there's a trust these films have, and that's why I wanted to talk about the noise of there's, it. Is, there's, there's trust. There, there's a few points where... Oh, beer is being open. There's, like, the one point where I just wanted them to shut up and go to the next scene was when... What was that? They were discussing... Where she's like, oh, take me with you and your little, your little pixie stick. And uh-huh. he's, like, he's like, no, it's too dangerous. Cause and then and I'm like okay I know why shut up um and he's like because if you go in here and I delete no, I you there and then like- it gets destroyed then you'll be lost forever I was like shut up Ryan Gosling we know no, like but you know why that you know why that's in there and I guarantee you this a thousand and ten percent that's in there because during during test audiences testing, some the, people the, didn't the, realize no in the scene when she steps on the thing so like why is she just like why is he sad. Yeah. And it's like, you fucking numpties. <laughs> you ruined a good film. I bet you the director's cut doesn't have that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I guarantee I the director's cut does not um, have it. Yeah. Because that scene would have been really good if, he, if he's if, like, if, if, you know, if he's like, no way. And then later on, she pops out and you're like, oh, he took it. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Instead of being like, no, right, honey, he, even I just don't like, do even it. just like lingering shots on him, even if they just silently decide and he just like, you know, he just does the transfer. Like, even they, you know, they went so far to explain. You know, ah, oh, you know, if if the thing gets destroyed, then I'm gone forever. But they didn't like explain the fact that there's a tracking beacon in it. it it's well, like what, where? Because the tracking thing. But then I guess that doesn't matter because there was already one in his coat. But I guess the thing that like one of the major plot points of this film, and I don't want to like rag on it because I had a delightful time. But one of the weird plot points is that they find they, they find them they find K because of the tracker in his coat. But the tracker is implied to be that's meant to Did be they, like a twist. But how find him because it's like the, they find him through the police database somehow uh no it, it it's the the well no they yeah so he's got so the 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 tracker in his coat is supposed to be like the thing that they use to find him or whatever but, but that's because he's a replicant he just has a tracker built in okay right? that yeah. was the implication because oh. he's a cop 
but so the, he's got that in the him. payoff for that was that the tracker was the tracker was there so that the rebel people yeah, could the find him. Yeah, wasn't actually for the correct other people to find him. Yeah. Which initially I was like, oh, the cool. tracker is for the cops to find him. But the yeah, cops, the fox, could, kind of anyway. Yeah. So that's a cool little yeah. that's yeah. a cool little twist that I didn't pick up on until you've just explained it to me. So that's actually really cool. Um, but to me, I mean, what- it's it's it is explained because the the person who goes up and tells the prostitutes to prostitutes whatever they're called um in that the ladies of the night the ladies of the night <laughs> i don't know what the proper ladies term is. of the night um, yeah the, the the person who goes up to them and tells them like oh guy in the green suit is like the rebel leader who has no introduction beyond that scene and like at, at first i thought was just the uh the uh the evil the evil, evil lady girl, evil but it's lady. not. It's the rebel leader. I was like, Love what? it's it's lady. odd. Yeah, it's very weird. I, you know, what I thought was kind of interesting and different and weird that was just like I, I didn't love it, but I thought like it was a brave decision. Is that they were like they did this thing throughout where in a normal film when something action is about to happen, they'll ramp up the sounds. You know, something's about to kick off, right? right? Yeah. And we touched on this before with that scene where he goes and he pulls the horse out, but. In this film, they did this weird thing where they would play alarms as part of the soundtrack to cue you that there was a change in, like, a character's decision-making. This happened, like, two or three times where the alarms would sound and then Gaza would just, like, as he was resolving to change his mind about something. The the best one is when he sort of, um, you know, the, 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 the hologram, um, uh, the hologram joy, the giant joy. He's leaning down and talking to him, and he's, like, suddenly realizing that his entire fucking life is a lie, even though it doesn't matter if he's a replicant. Everything that he cared about is just, like, fucking bullshit. And he's like, I just have to do something. I have to go yeah. and make a difference. I have to take and this bandage off. I have to take th- off my nose, because I look dumb with bandages. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when it's raining later, they would slide off anyway, so get rid of him now. Um, it's good good costume design. Um, <laughs> and and he, he makes that decision, and as he's doing it, you... You know, he gets angrier and angrier and the sound kind of ramps up and then you get the alarms kick in really quietly and they kind of build up and then you cut across to the alarms of the the police, you know, of the, um, they're not real. They're like, they're a, they're a mirror and an echo of the earlier police sirens when he was being chased, but it's because he's chasing them. It's the weirdest like mirroring sound thing ever. And I was just you like, you mean the it, alarms doesn't like the blam? Yeah, because yeah. that was well, because they had those sirens they had those playing throughout the entire when, film. Yeah, yeah, but particularly that sound is the same as the police. The sound was generally used during like a a scene where a police car was flying through. Yes, or Which, a, by the way, those scenes were fucking incredible. They were very yeah. um very Prometheus. Yeah, like but not the, in not in but like not a, Prometheus. Yeah, um, in a in a what's Ridley Scott helped. It's a Ridley Scott production, you know? but not directed by Ridley Scott, so it's good. So it's good. <laughs> um, can we talk about the best transition in this film, and maybe in cinema, except uh, for the um, Five Hundred Days of Summer reality uh, uh, expectation. expectation scene? Do you want to point uh, it out? Was the, it- is the when he's he's there? Uh, he uh, Gozo's been he's been knocked out, and the rebels are taking him back. And he's he kind of like kinda oh, comes into focus, and you know, he looks at the fire, yeah. and then you follow and the fire into the fire, into and the embers fire. go up, and then the that embers whole, become the lights of the city, that whole and then you scene. go down and you're in it. I was like, "What the fuck? How <laughs> did they so do confused. that?" It was that the whole, coolest shot. Like, that whole like crazy. that whole section so of that whole like scene of like him being picked up by the rebels and then him like sort of waking up in like the campfire and then like the like that sort of initial sort of 
arc of him being like picked up the rebel by the rebel people is so like like stalker-ish as in like the the, the game slash the video game. books yes um or slash movie i guess like it's so there's such a weird sort of like soviet element to it partly because there are there are a lot of there are a lot of weird yeah. soviet references in the film what's that um, what's it's, it feels like those metro games where it's like the end yeah, of the world yeah and yeah like people that, in yeah suits yeah that and, kind of thing where it's just yeah. like it's such a like there's such a dichotomy between like the super high like neo-futurism yeah city and then like these sort of rebels that huddle around fires and like it's very much a um oh, you know it's, also they're burning wood which uh, well we we don't oh, yeah, know what it wasn't burning, wood but it wasn't wood like it, it definitely wasn't wood it kind wood, of wood, wood, wood is, is described yeah, as being extremely yeah. rare but i thought that was like a cool like you know you when you think about like the primal forces of the natural world it's like fire it's like you know it's fire uh, you know <laughs> it's mostly well, fire but it's, well, it's like fire and water they're like the two things you can't control ostensibly. Yeah. Wind. um sorry Wind. wind well yeah but wind's also less the moving exciting. of the earth um the rocks volcanoes we're just the listing rocks. stuff you can't change yeah um the weather unless yeah. uh what's that new film geostorm is uh cool. yeah some shit film about changing the weather yeah um, Fuck, it looks horrible yeah, it I, I guess the point that i wanted to bring up about the revolution specifically is they did this thing where they were like you know they pivoted into it without being like a cliche they were like you don't know if these guys are good or bad and then you kind of see the prostitute lady hovering above him and you're like is he dreaming what the fuck is this yeah and they go back and like these are probably good guys and then they go they do this clever thing which i fucking hate so in the hunger games not, <laughs> not to do a drive-by but in the book which is really not drive good, by uh drive-by time uh it's a classic classic david drive-by i do one of these every fucking episode yeah pretty somehow. much you just um, slam something else just, as we go past. i just slam something people love to yeah. death um in 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 that in that book um when uh, Katniss is working with the rebels, it's a very cliche like relationship where she's like, I don't want to be a rebel. And they're like, but you have to. You're the one. And she's like, but I don't want her. And they're like, but you have to. And then she goes, ah, someone I loved got hurt because I didn't wasn't with them. Time to go with them. Like kind of thing. Whereas yeah. with this, they were like, here, they're are like the, here are the rebels. And they're telling you to kill the guy that you don't want to kill. Yeah. And, and also, you're n- it. no. And also, you're not the one. You're not the chosen one. You're not Frodo. <laughs> yeah. You are... You are you're fucking just, Pippin. You're just a dude. You're just a guy. Yep. You know, you're not even Pippin. You're not even Pippin. You're fucking. You're, you're just a random. You're dude. Sean Bean. Oh my god. You're Sean, fucking Sean. Goddamn Sean Bean. You're expendable and you are unattractive. You're Sean Bean. And you've got weird floppy greasy hair. Um, um I did. Yeah, I oh, I like no. the overall sort of I guess twist uh, of the story of of, of her the- being the daughter. I, th- you know what I thought it was because she was she was a cool character and I was just like oh we're never gonna see her again, um and then towards the end I was just like mm, actually yeah. I thought it was nice without being what I would have liked and this is just the storyteller in me is not to see them interact at all just to follow Gozo on the steps done I mean uh, I, I think that. I think just for the smirk at the end it was worth it like that Harrison Ford smirk yeah at the I very mean- end that makes the f- that that makes it okay when he puts the hand up. No, the hand is whatever. It's the smirk. Because that, he's, like, literally throughout the entire film, there's moments where he's, like, it, it comes and it, it's he's, like, suppressing it. Yeah. Can we and talk yet- about how good he acted the shit out of this film? <laughs> the, Harrison he's Ford so good in this turned film. the fuck up for he, once. This, this, I've, he's fu- this he's is phoned a better it in for 20 years. This, like, is, this is a better performance than uh, his episode seven. Anything he's done ever except Raiders. 
But like, <laughs> he turned up, and like every yeah. you know every scene he was in, you know uh, w- uh, when when Jared Leto, um, when what's his name, uh, Neander, when Wallace is interrogating, you know, interrogating mm. him or whatever. Also, by the way, great man in the room scene. I haven't talked about we talked about this trope before on the show, but the man in the room scene is ostensibly where at the end of a story. You have one of your protagonists in a room with the villain, and they, and the villain they ex- discuss their philosophy, yeah. and the yeah. villain explains their worldview. And the, a really good writer it's a will good one in Spider Man as well. Really good one in Spider Man, yeah. Oh, amazing yeah. one in Spider Man. And the, the whole point of it is that what you want to do is make the villain's motive sympathetic, because as a as an audience member, you only believe villains if you think the villain believes they're doing the right thing. And this yeah. was a great version of that. But what I fucking loved is that they had they had Harrison Ford sit there and emote the shit out of the scene without yeah. being like quipping or like yeah being you know saying a him, sad thing they let they, him act they let him act because yeah. he's really good when you just let him do it instead of being like now say the thing about the force <laughs> like it was just him being like i am this character who doesn't say much but feels a lot yeah that i loved it so that much. scene i thought was really funny because if you take so, what Wallace was saying when he was discussing how it's just like, maybe you were designed to fall in love, implying that he's a replicant. replicant. Yep. Um, you know, maybe you're designed to fall in love. Yep. If you if you subscribe to that theory that he was designed to fall in love, it actually retcons the worst scene from the original film and uh. makes it less bad. Because it, it takes it from... Deckard is a... Like, it, it takes sex it, pest. Yeah, it takes it from he was a sex pest to... He was actually programmed to, f- like, by design to, quote unquote, fall in love with her. And when she started to leave, his programming kicks in Stop and he's that. just like, start the rape thing. Do the rape thing. <laughs> this might be <laughs> Which, a good- Look, I, again, I, every time I come back to that scene, I hate it so much. It gets because they really, can, they really, they, they surrounded it with the wrong thing. Again, if they just yeah. sort of tweaked you, it here and there. You had one could, sentence yeah. last week that perfectly summarized <laughs> it where you were like, all they had to do was change the order of the music. Yeah, you play but, you play the 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 romantic music to start with, then and you then play you the get sudden. But it, there's it still creepy in that there's still stuff around it which is bad. But yeah, if you if you just if you if you're able to just like it, it does a weird thing where like they're obviously they obviously knew that that scene was a problem, and this yes. is like them trying to be and like, the, look, we're going to contextualize they it. The narrative around the fact that oh, these two were in love and they had a kid together. So yeah, like, yeah, you felt. And then he comes and says that like they, you, you two weren't in love by, like you weren't, you weren't in love because you fell in love. You were in love because you d- were designed to be in love. Yes, which because clever, but oh, but the cool thing, and this is this is just good philosophy, is it doesn't matter if they were or weren't because the minute no. you plant that seed of doubt. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah, there's like, no confirmation. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't confirm that he's a replicant. It's, it's all it's oh, em- cuz he's just so like well. maybe yeah. maybe you weren't maybe maybe you didn't fall in love due to your own volition. Oh, maybe you fell in love due to the design. And you just see Deckard oh. just like this, this twitch. This movie plays so well with like the line between human and not human. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Well, and, it yeah. plays the opposite of the first film cuz in the first one yes. yeah, like everyone was human, so being a replicant was a problem, but in this one it's like Everyone's everyone's a rep. Everyone is a replicant, so, and it comes down to. So I was saying this before, but this film is exactly what Ghost in the Shell should have been. Oh, absolutely! Oh my god! Yeah, it, but yeah, and I'll say this: my dot point is gone. I don't know where it went. It's that one that's got deleted. Um, but right. what I wanted to say is that um, K is an obvious foil for 
um, Harrison Ford's character in the first film. I mean, it's still, that's still, there. It's still um, there. I don't know why I'm explaining to you, the audience, that we have dot points. It feels like <laughs> I need to adjust it. We do, we do work. What we, do you mean by foil, David? Uh, so a foil is a character that is ostensibly the opposite but has the same arc. So okay. um, a good example is a foil for uh, Aang in the last Airbender cartoon series is Zuko because they both yeah. have the same maturation plot, but they have different... Uh, experiences with how it happens okay so this so, one is is in the in the original film Deckard is believes he's human but he's fighting with the fact that he thinks his memories might be fake and he's actually a replicant yep. whereas k is a replicant. a replicant well he thinks he's a replicant but yep. he has to tackle with the fact that as maybe his memories maybe are human. real and he's or actually he, he may be or, more human yeah he's he's yes. more than just a replicant and then even yeah. even so this film does a lot of mirroring which is a really nice um, obviously, like, literal mirroring, so you've got, like, characters who are real, and then ones that are replicants, characters that are holograms, and then, you know, in, in one of the weirdest, best executed, weirdly directed, so super cool, unsettling in the right way scenes is the, the, the lovemaking scene. Um, so, I was, like, it, it I was is- sitting there, I was just, like, is she just gonna, like... Is he just gonna like bone her and her? She's gonna watch, and then they start going together. Yeah. It's just like this just got weird. Well, puts- <laughs> the weirdest thing is she puts the the um the receiver in her mouth so that they can sync up better, and the it it was just it was it was the right amount of weird that you would yeah. be like if you weren't Gozo who'd lived with this Who person lives for with two it, yeah. years or however long you you this is strange. And it's and implied that the slight out of syncness. I was like. Any other film yeah. would have been like, and they're perfectly in sync, and he makes love to his wife. But this one, they were like, no, it it's was, weird. Yeah, it's She's got the wrong colored hair yeah. sometimes, and you know, he touches her. Well, it, you, oh, you especially when they merge together, like it's it's not like she doesn't just like turn into the hologram girl. It's a weird half half. It's so yeah, weird. It's a weird Never double image, like, and it, it shifts back and forth. So you're like, who is he actually yeah. boning right World's now? World's weirdest threesome. Um, um, is it? Imp- <laughs> <laughs> it's implied that the hologram, the hologram, ordered the like yeah. the hooker. Yeah, yeah. But however, what I think may have happened, and this is like put on my tinfoil hat. Um, what I think could be an element of it is that. She knew that he liked that girl, right? Somehow, who told her that? Uh, when she's talking, when he's when they're talking for the first time, his uh, beeperino goes off. So sh- it's it was on him and active when they were talking. Oh. So maybe she just knew because he had it. That's why she's like, oh, you like you yeah, don't like real girls. That makes a ton of sense. So the, the beep know. could have been like, they, hey, they they, they stop. put that in really cleverly. That like sound. Bite. Oh yeah, the, that, uh, the, start of the what is it? it's yeah, yeah the concert yeah yeah very you know what I'll say this fucking they had the giant Atari logo again <laughs> and I was like yes I love it also oh, that, I love the giant so Atari logo product placement it was I've, like two like Sony billboards there was there's like, a couple of cokes there was a Peugeot you, you haven't seen the first film have the you? first film's even worse so let me tell you something about Blade Runner and the the brands they include everything they included in the first film except Coca Cola has folded. So there is this theoretical curse <laughs> that if your company is included well, I mean, in Atari the Atari isn't doing very well. So, so Sony and Peugeot. Sony's on the way out. Well, they did. They did do. They you know they they Peugeot. They, you they, never they, know. They, they, His car was a Peugeot. Did His car was a Peugeot. Yeah. I did. But the they they waited for a long time to slip that in, yeah. and when they, they did, did yeah. it, I was like, "Oh, that's cute." I was like, "Cool." I whatever. didn't go like, "Oh, egregious." I was like, "That's." Oh, it's, it's not like it was going to be any other car brand. It's not like they had like Ford or shit. They're going to like Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari. Um. There was, cool. there was, okay, can we talk about, like, how weird um, the kind of j- junkyard 
Star Wars junk planet <laughs> section of the world was, and how much I fuck it. Like that, I you, hated that. You know, scene, you know yeah. when people talk about like things that they egregiously love because it like activates the child in their brain. What? Like that do whole you, sequence. Do you just love child labor? No, but like the the whole aesthetic oh, the orbital, of that area. The striking or. Um, no, the- I mean, that scene was nice. I had some good gunslinging. No, I was thinking of, like, the- yeah, the gunslinging, the whole, like, the whole kind of, like, vibe of it. I was like, this is very Mad Max meets, like, um, yeah. Dark Tower. Like, it just, it, it ticked- This just reminded me of- Ticked all the boxes. She's getting, like, her hollow nails done there. That was super cool. That was cool, actually. That might be a good pivot to talk about the women, because I was going to talk about more yeah. of how much I fucking love that scene with the- Because it's, like, Dark Tower meets Mad Max, and it just, like, it's all the things in my childhood brain that are, like, this make David happy boy. Um- but yeah, so you you want to talk about the women in this film. We talked about them a bit. Is there anything specifically that you wanted? Because one of the things I noticed is that yeah. they do this thing where they make the women in this film, particularly you mentioned this, particularly subversive. Um, I'll let you talk about sub- it in a second. Subversive. Sub- subservient. subservient. Jesus Christ, it's late. Um, <laughs> but that, that kind of mirrored Very on a larger scale the, you know perceived replicant struggle versus like humans right. and stuff. I mean, I also found it like interesting, like that city that they went to, there's all these like statues of like naked women. <clears throat> there's and a lot of that. Massive like healed feet and stuff. Was yeah. that Vegas? I couldn't Maybe. work it out. I it had to be. I was looking it's, for landmarks that given, I recognized. Given, given I, that there was I, in Los Angeles and like I, I was, they went in, it had to be Nevada. I mean, you'd think it's so. It's a desert. It's a desert. It's a desert. I recognize at least two things from Fallout New Vegas. Oh yeah, like, I mean it's, it's a desert. They had a they had a Vegas. They had a Elvis hologram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know it had you know it had to be Vegas. Yes. Yeah. It had Sorry, to be I cut you off. I got excited about Vegas. Uh, you were talking about yeah. how I mean in that there was even lots of just naked like women. the giant naked woman holograms everywhere. Mm. Like that vagina was, was bigger than he was. <laughs> When you think about it, like that's a, that's a big old cooch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like there's this like, weird thing where like, um, I was, first I was like, what vagina? It, <laughs> it feels it feels like the world vaginas. is very much filled with men, um, and like the, yeah, the notable the notable exception being the police sergeant, um, yes, being like this badass female character. But there's like all these other like men surrounding like there's there's barely any female characters and you it makes you like wonder where they all are like there's obviously there's the prostitutes there's um there's more main female characters than there are male characters yes but they're all weirdly like yeah it's 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 more about the the fact that the world feels like it's driven by men right because the the main evil yeah oh uh, no it it is equal because the main evil dude yeah yeah she is like a servant to the like to jared leto yeah um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there, there is a, there is a, something to be said for the first film was made in 1982. Um, uh, 82 <laughs> sounds right. Um, we had that. I every time I said that last week, I said it with a question mark, and I can't remember. And I edited that episode three times. But um, and so I think what what they did in a kind of an interesting way is they went if we took the projection from that film and it took it further forward even more. Like those kind of masculine ideologies carry forward and they kind of evolve into their own kind of weird version of like, if you took a future that someone imagined in 1982 and made it like forward this far, how weird is it going to get, you know? It's also not as bad as the first film. 
Really? Way better. Than it's the first it's one. a lot better. Than and, the first and, and, I haven't and, seen the first one. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 I think it's better because it's it, it make it, it's for a reason. It also yeah, doesn't I mean, have a, a lot of, I don't have think that it's like scene. Necessarily that scene. like a problem that there's all these like subservient women in the film because like it's almost it's like making a comment on it and. But it's it's worth acknowledging that it exists. Yeah. And then that it yeah. was for you know. It's like representation. I think, I think the the filmmakers knew what they were doing when they correct. Did. It's representation is important, and the problem is when you make a film where women are represented as as, as subservient to men, that can be problematic. But I think yeah. this does a very smart job of being like we're doing it for a reason to let you know this be a bad one. Yeah. You know, this is a mirror of the larger struggle. If you feel bad for replicants at all, you should feel bad for women in real life. <laughs> yeah. Is what or any minority yeah. is what is we're like saying. They weren't showing it in a positive light, and that's where it yes. would be problematic. And we've done the thing that people get pissed off when that happens. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I see you typing your email, <laughs> writing your YouTube comment, saying, "I you, politics isn't everything now. I used to, I went to podcasts to get away from politics. Now it's in sport welcome, and music. And, welcome to the real and now world. in podcasts. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Um, is I what happen I'm to care about female representation in I've, film. Thank yeah, you. I think it's, it's, there's... It's, yeah. Because they, they definitely wanted to sort of present this idea of the future being like hypersexualized. Yes. Right. It's just they kind of went they were like hypersexuality. How do we do that? Uh boobs. But what I th- That's it. Well, Nothing well, else. Well, that that's what I thought was different. Give us than- some boy butts. Like what's wrong with yeah, a couple of no what's a couple what's wrong with like a couple male, of male, right, man, man buns. Didn't even see a one dick. Um, I didn't even see a single pain. <laughs> what I was going to say though, out of ten. this speaks to the used future style that they had in the first one. They kind of brought more into this one versus like the neo-futurism thing. Is that what you get is a world that's been hypersexualized for a long time? So instead of like what you do now to sexualize something, which is like suggestive hypersexualization, so it's like you don't see the nudity; it's like heavily implied. Right, it's the, uh, the sexuality is applied. This is a world that's been so far through that that there's like a forty foot giant naked woman, and yeah. no one bats an eyelid. Everyone's right? fine. So yeah, the hypersexualization has gone so far that it no longer is sexual, and in doing so, Na- like where are know? the where are the male cl- like Kelvin Klein? Where's models? my twenty foot dick? Yeah, you know? like <laughs> where you know if if where's Justin Bieber hologram if- with his peen out <laughs> from that Kelvin Klein photo shoot covered in tattoos if- with his abs. <laughs> I keep I keep wanting to reference stuff that happens in the interface series, but you we haven't it's finished a, it. A, you'll spoil it. Be uh, but um, it's yeah, it's the kind of thing where if if they had taken like sort of what people I don't know, they just there needed to be more naked boys. No, in this good film. thought. You nailed it. Um, yep. We didn't That's see Gozo with his shirt off, which. We saw like three frames of like Gozo side butt. I I've, was like, yes, but I just <laughs> oh wanted, then it, then I just wanted, gone. I wanted full back Gozo, full, bra- full oh back, because like, can you imagine I mean, the I shoulder c- muscles? I could have, oh. uh, yeah, and, like, that would have been nice. The, yeah, the frame. I, he's a handsome boy. Can we just talk about how you guys seem more excited about this than I do? I about really what, Ryan like Gosling? Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I would, if, listen, <laughs> I really, listen, really like Ryan Gosling. He's amazing. <laughs> he is um, fantastic. Crazy Stupid Love is one of the best films ever made. La La Land. Fucking La La Land. Fantastic. Fucking everything he's in is great. He goes, he goes a bit drive in this film. So, dri- <laughs> oh, do you want to touch on that? For my, 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 um, <laughs> it's really bad. But like my, uh, my sort of, I have this uh, love because uh, Ryan Gosling can play sort of fairly normal characters. Yep. 
And then, like, you, you sort of step down to line into the more sort of, like, very antisocial slash autistic sections. So, okay. In Drive, he is autistic. Like, he, he's straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, he is autistic. Yeah. Watch, um, watch the film. He, he, really he, he, he is. And <laughs> this film was, like, it was, like, it got close. There were points where I was just like, "We're getting, we're getting a bit of, <laughs> bit of autistic." Well, can we talk? Uh, can we talk about Ryan Gosling can here? We talk, I, I want to pivot, and which I, which I actually like because I think he, he that he plays that role really well. Well, in the same in way that Harrison way. Ford plays like the uncaring the rogue. masculine rogue yeah, guy, you really know, well. uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's version of that is like the ambivalent nihilistic kind of guy that maybe doesn't care or understand about yeah, you at all. Either a sociopath or doesn't know how to. Yeah. Talk to people. And it's like, not that or I can both. relate to that in any yeah. way, but, um, the- <laughs> <laughs> David's a well-adjusted, normal, regular guy. Things are good. This is what I do with my <laughs> Thursday nights. Um, no, I, I, I guess the point that I kind of want to end on to try and wrap this all up in a nice little package, um, which is going to take considerable brain strength at- All right. 11.35 at night. Give it a shot. I'm not vamping because I'm out of ideas. I'm <laughs> right. just kind of getting us to that point. Okay. So I guess the point I wanted to end on then is that- when you look at this whole package as a whole, like the, the, the film as a concept, one of the main through lines is that whether it's like the, the soundtrack or it's the way the sound effects integrate with it or it's the mirroring of the characters with each other or it's the foiling of different characters with each other or whether it's the, you know, the, the, the weather patterns representing different kinds of purification or noise. I think the, the, the underlying theme is that things that don't matter are noisy but things that matter are loud. So you're in the city, it's like, there's noise everywhere and you can't hear anything, but things that matter are loud. You know, Ryan Gosling pulling out the, the horse from the furnace. Um, yeah. You know, Harrison Ford, you know, dragging him from the ocean. <clears throat> things that matter are loud and things that don't are noisy. And I think the, the underlying theme that we get from this use future neo-futurism, replicants, humans, philosophy thing <laughs> is that whether or not you are a person or you're a replicant or you're somewhere in between, as long as you can differentiate between the two and you understand the difference between okay well this is something that is just noise and it's valueless versus this is a real connection with you know this this hologram lady or it's a real connection with this guy who i've met who you know had this kid and and was in love that stuff is loud whereas the stuff that's noisy you have to learn to discard i think that's a message that now more than ever as far as like futurist films are concerned i think that's even more valuable than your kind of hunger games uh, you know, future dystopia thing where it's like fascism's bad. Fascism's bad. It's like yeah, obviously. Like, cool, thanks but for we that. Know that. But we know that, and we've we've done nothing about it, and we're letting it infect <laughs> you know the, the the world. But but the truth is that the only way you address that is by helping people recognize. Okay, well, there's noise, and then there's stuff that should be loud. Yeah. And I think this film does a good job of bringing your attention to the things that allow to like you know. Uh, Kay, he's 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 lying on the steps and he's dying slowly and he's looking up at the the falling snow and it's 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 Harrison Ford meeting his daughter for the first time. Those are the things that matter, not the big battle sequences. Yeah, and like the gunslinging, the gunslinging, the, is, the the gunslinging is noisy. It's like noise. the the missiles dropping down is noisy. Yeah. It's not loud because it doesn't actually matter. J- Jared Jared Leto seeing, yeah, is, is, is the, noisy. The, the papers you know. being ripped out of the book is loud. And and I think that the horse scene is loud. The horse scene is well, yeah. And but that, very that, loud. That that to me speaks to you can still make a, a a blockbuster film that is action, sci-fi, amazing graphics, beautiful, you know, fantastic, fantastically directed like, shot, beautiful yeah. transition, beautiful scenes, amazing acting. You can do that and have it 
fucking mean something. And that's what it's all about. And I don't have a more fucking... Like, I, 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 I just... This is like... I'm it's having a genuine a really David moment right now. But like, yeah, I fucking love this film. This film's really good. I had a really good time. And that, to me, that's what it's... Fuck, it's 11th. We gotta go. Uh, ben, do the... <laughs> any recommendations Facebook. for this week? No. No. No recommendations. No recommendations. Uh, See this film. That's it. Go watch <laughs> this film. Um, oh, fuck. I, I had one that I had before. Facebook. Uh, DCM Works Social. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCM Works. Patreon. Uh, Patreon dot com slash dcmworks we've got some stuff going up there pretty soon um some behind the scenes stuff twitter um no i'm still going it's i'm still going i was mid-sentence <laughs> um the new episode of interface is going up in the next two weeks i'm just finishing up the editing on that going through my second pass uh it gets weirder so look forward to that there only gets weirder uh, it only gets weirder from here if you want to get any merchandise like this pillow uh, go to redbubble.com slash people slash DCMworks. Um, and if you are a Patreon with a, over a $5 a month, I think it's, yeah, $5 a month uh, subscription, every two months we do a mail out of free merchandise. You get one shirt or one pillow. So if you do want to get that, it's like a, I think you save like 5 or $6 by doing that. Um, so you can go there, you can do that. Uh, it's a great way to help support us. It puts money <clears throat> into the show to help us pay for lights and, and cameras. It puts and puts a pillow on your couch. Gets a pillow on your couch, mate, or your bed, or in your car, wherever you want to put it. Um, Who puts a pillow in their car? Listen, sometimes <laughs> cars are hard. Uh, but as always, it's been a pleasure. I'm at DC on my hip pie. I'm at Literal Citrus. I'm at Laura Ducky B. And we'll see you guys next time. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. I like Take me home, Laura. I'm <laughs> tired. <laughs>